0: So, Jim, you know we end making chips with our mantra, if you're not making chips, you're not making money. Yes, we do. And you know what? If you take too long to be making those chips, you know what happens? You lose money.
1: You lose money. There's no accountability and there's no data. So, how do we solve that? Well, I'll tell you what we're doing now that we've converted and we're using ProShop ERP. It's a cloud based ERP system. So, all of our employees, you know, there's kiosks throughout my shop. Everyone has access to the database of the flow of work through our shop, and everyone time tracks against work orders that they're on. Every week, Ryan and I, our operations manager, get together. We look, we say, ah, Jason, he he's not at eighty-five percent job. He's not he's at eighty-five percent efficiency. He's
0: taking too many smoke he, breaks. He's must he's, be another Jason, because I know that's not me.
1: Well, no, I had to use you. I didn't want to throw anybody else under the bus. But at the end of the day, Pro Shop is great because it's hard data and numbers and information that we can look at every week and try and get that efficiency to about 85%, meaning everybody that's clocked into a work order or clocked in has to have 85% of time tracking against a work order. So, go to ProShop ERP, set up a demo and Paul will be happy to talk to you.
2: Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging. But if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills, solve your problems, and grow your business. Today, I'm your host, Nick Golner. I'm joined by the co-host, Jason, Jay-Z Zenger, and Jim, the Jim Carr brand, Carr. That's right. You bet. Wait, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm here, you know, once in a while.
0: Yeah. So for the metalworking nation that doesn't know this voice, Nick Golner is one of the other voices of making chips sometimes. No, he's our partner, and we let him on the show every once in a while. We let him yeah, out of his cage. And it's, and it's good to be here. Yeah, I have on. a
1: little bit of diversity in our shows, and we're here at Car Machine today, actually. I'm surprised you're actually giving up the mic, Jim, to well, somebody yeah, else no besides problem. me. Well, it's a, you don't like to share the spotlight. Well, I don't, but I think that it's good to have a little diversity in our shows, and Nick brings a younger vibe there you go. to the show. Even younger
0: than me. Younger than you, even. I'm becoming so, the old guy. What does that make vigor. you?
1: Youthful vigor. We got three gens going on here, man, <laughs> so it's all good. It's all about
2: diversity. What what generation are you from, Nick? Well, I know I'm a millennial, but I think there's like some subcategory in there. I'm not really aware of
1: where I'm at. I'm on the young side of Gen X. What about you, Jim? I'm definitely a baby boomer. There's no question about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Nick... What are we talking about today?
2: We're talking about goal setting and our vision, our 2020 vision. Okay. Well, that's that's
1: relevant. You know, it's January 2nd. We're heading into a new year. By the way, again, happy, It's probably happy. not January
0: 2nd when the Metalworking Nation is listening to but this. But today is. Okay.
1: So happy new year to you, Jason. Happy new year to you, to you Nick. Happy and new year. The entire Metalworking Nation, we all wish you a fruitful and prosperous and healthy new year, and new decade. We're flipping that decade switch this time. That's right. So if
0: you want to hear something interesting, there's actually a debate. My daughter brought this to my attention about whether this starts the new decade or not, because a lot of people think that the new decade actually starts on January 1st, 2021, not 2020.
2: That doesn't but make we, sense. I agree oh. with you.
0: I'm a proponent. I'm a 2020 new decade guy, but there's some 2021 new decade people out there. And they say that because, you know, when you start counting, you start with one.
2: Yeah, you're right. No, so, I get it. Well, it's just like, a it's different like when perspective. someone says the first century and they mean before 100 or whatever. Yeah, so.
0: it's something like that. But there's always, you know, a different way of looking at things, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And when you're casting your vision, you better look at it from a couple different perspectives in order to make sure that it's correct.
2: You were talking to me about some of those. Some of those different ways you can cast your vision or some different perspectives when you're setting goals. What did I say? I don't know. You I said, say a lot You of sent things. me some sort of screenshot that I barely read, but it had something to do with the categories of goal setting.
0: Oh, yeah. This was this was something – I actually got it from the Instagram for Entree Leadership which is a podcast that I that I listen to. But they, I don't think that they made it up because I've heard it other places too. It talks about the seven categories of goal setting, one career, two financial, three spiritual, four physical, five intellectual, six family, and seven
1: social. That's good. I like that. That's really, that's makes you think.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, for today's episode, we're going to keep it a little simple. Right. What e- are we going to talk about? Each of us are going to lay out three of our professional goals, one of our personal goals, and then we're just going to kind of chat about that and kind of see if we can poke holes in any of the visions that the other people have. Sounds great. So, Nick, what we normally
1: do at this time is, Jason and I ask each other, what's new at our respective businesses? Why don't you share with us what's new yeah, at AME? Yeah, let's skip
2: Karin Zenger. Yeah, what's
1: new, at, what's new at AME, man? Well,
2: the biggest thing, it's, it's our sister company, Hennig. We have a 130,000 square foot facility that's being built for um, where we manufacture these big enclosures for power generators.
1: Yeah, I saw it. Because Hennig's know.
0: business is usually enclosures for like machine tools.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's so we already had like the infrastructures to be able to build that kind of thing, and I don't know, it was maybe 10 years ago, we got into the, they're called gensets. They're these big, yeah. basically, houses that sit on top of a big, like, Caterpillar, Cummins, MTU engine. And they protect from the elements, and they have all sorts of sound dampening stuff. And they, they sit on top of a fuel tank, and you have to go through all this certifications to be able to make those fuel tanks. And basically, the the data centers is, like, really driving demand for more backup power generation. You're talking about
0: doing it
1: in the cloud? yeah. For example, so Hennig makes those enclosures that go around. Yeah, these, we don't make
2: the generators, just no. the, the kind of shell, the shell around them. But the they're sound dampening yeah.
1: and waterproof and tornado proof and. You know, what you should call them what? Data sheds.
2: That shed sounds so like feeble. Who cares? Leaks. Yeah, I don't it's like. do not I don't, cool. I don't like shed either. No, all right, data it's not house. strong. Because it could. When you be data, think of a shed, but...
1: I think of somebody just puts up one of those.
2: cheap- but Yeah, but a, a, a guy puts shed. all
0: their like most important things in there, like their lawnmower and their bikes and their. You know,
2: <laughs> <But> <laughs> the it's, most it's, important it's thing, to a re- man.
1: It's not rigid enough. It's not th- what they're building has to be withstand the elements. All right, whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Let's so. Let's see you come up with. Yeah. An idea. I would. I would go on the thesaurus and put in shed
2: and see what you come up with.
1: So that's simple, but things are doing well. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're
2: just trying to basically we're not getting orders because they didn't think we had the capacity to build at the volume that they wanted to to give us. And we were like, well, we're not going to build this big facility unless we get an order. So it was like a chicken or the egg thing. And, yeah, it all worked out, and we're building a facility, and now it's time to fill it with work. So was that a goal for 2019
1: for Hennig? Yeah. yeah because you, Hennig. that must have been in the works for quite a while. Yeah, yeah they, You've been talking to they the kept, They kept
2: threatening us with these orders, and my dad finally pulled the trigger on the expanding. So, good, yeah. good.
1: Well, I'm sure it'll be successful, and I, I wish you the best. Well, so, Nick, you. do you
2: want to tell the, the Metalworking Nation about the Boring Bar? Yeah. So the Boring Bar is actually being built. I've started looking at the physical Boring Bar. We also have the newsletter, which we call the Boring Bar. And so that's where you can get the latest podcast episode and the latest content from Making Chips. So if you visit how our does the website... Metal, well,
1: or how does the Metalworking Nation subscribe?
2: You visit the website and you subscribe from your phone, from your computer, and basically you just exchange an email address for our newsletter. Yep. Board. and we won't spam you with anything else other no, than no no the no no no, we're not gonna so, do that like, we're, we're we not don't spammy. sell your stuff or jason's like a little that.
1: spammy but you and i aren't but no you can text he, the, word, does, well, yeah. the emails do come from me,
0: does so I text guess, me. you know
2: his bitmoji <laughs> yeah, they're they're well I,
0: I was the one that set it up like the email the mailing list like five years ago so mm-hmm. it's always been my email address but, but i'm
2: i'm more excited about the real boring bar than the i am too that's gonna be fun yeah Oh and we cool. we talked about
1: that in the last few episodes yeah. about how we're going to be the celebrity bartenders at the boring bar. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Nick, so, do you do you actually know what uh, like a regular real boring bar is? Yeah. You do? Okay. Well, of I don't know. I, do you, you Jason? Know, just, I do, yeah. Have you ever used yeah, one? Jason sells of course. Them. Okay. Yeah, I sell them. And But you haven't you cut, l- you haven't personally cut but you know, metal on have it. Have I stood in front of a machine and programmed it? No, I have not. So
2: the boring <laughs> bar is like the actual tool, but we call our big boring mills. It's just like a slang term. Where we're like, yeah. yeah, just go put it up on the boring bar. Oh, really? Oh, you, you do? Know,
0: really? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's meant to enlarge a pre-drilled hole. Yeah. B- basically.
2: With a Well, it's, point a, it's tool. a
1: very it's a very a precise, precision, yeah, very, very precise. And some boring bars, actually, you can control the size of the bore mm-hmm. by tenths of an inch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it, depending on you know how high of an end boring bar you actually very buy. important.
0: I mean, the ones that we sell at least are very expensive. To oh, they're um, very but expensive. They're, you know, so.
1: Anything but, anyway, but boring. Any- and it's anything <laughs> but boring. When you're enlarging yes. a hole,
0: it is anything but boring. Yeah.
1: But I wanted to add that there's a very easy way to subscribe. And all you need to do is text the word chips, C H I P S, to 38470. And you will be instantaneously linked up. Look at you. To man. Instantaneous is a little bit faster than how it actually happens.
2: Uh, so would you. Kind of. There elaborate. might be a couple second. As latency, soon as you think okay. about it, you just become a subscriber. You don't yeah. even have to do anything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's how you do it, man. So, what about manufacturing news, Jim?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I was looking through, and we we talked about this a little bit before we hit the record button today. It's from CNBC, and it's China market surge as private survey shows manufacturing activity rising in December. And I was a little conflicted on whether to talk about China. But we all kind of were privy to it and we said, this is relevant news. It's a you know, we we talk about leading and lagging indicators, and I think this is a, a leading indicator of what's going on in the global economy. And some of the key points from this news article, it says Chinese markets lead gains among major markets in Asia on Thursday, Thursday being January first. Japan's markets were closed though. The market Or the Purchasing Managers Index, PMI for Manufacturing, in the month of December came in at 51.5 versus 51.8 in November. U.S. President Donald Trump said in a tweet on Tuesday that he will sign an anticipated phase one trade deal with china at the white house on january 15th that's the big one that's the big one right there and then the last bullet was the people's bank of china also announced wednesday on its website that it was going to lower the reserve requirement ratio for banks by 50 basis points with effect from January sixth, moving forward. So, so do you know what that means, Jason?
2: Yeah, with what basis does that mean? Points with, with the well—that's a half a percent. The, the it's People's be- Bank of China announced. Okay. What does that mean? You guys explain to me. You don't know what that means. I do not know. Okay, what that so means. what the, it's well, what does it's, that mean to me, or up and coming manufacturers? Well, what media? it's telling,
1: what it's saying, is they want to increase. Like when the Federal Reserve lowers the lending rate, okay. the prime lending rate in our country by fifty basis points. It's a half a percent. So if the prime lending rate, I don't know what it is right now. Let's say it's two and three-quarter percent, if they lower it by 50 basis point, that means that it's going down to two and a quarter percent. What that does is it spikes people to borrow money, to buy capital equipment, to, to invest. invest in their okay. companies, to make things move a little bit faster. It kind of lights the fire under people that were maybe on the fence to invest in new technology or new capital equipment or new buildings. It just it gets people motivated to move and make a decision.
2: Obviously, China is doing that. So they're, it's it's saying that they're going to be more aggressive with growth, and that should increase it's, what, what we've got going on in the manufacturing sector in the U.S. too, then.
1: Yeah, and it, it seems like it's working because December looked good for China, and all I've been hearing for the last few months is they have not been doing very well at all. So it's starting to sw- change. We're starting to seeing this shift in the global economy, especially when we look at China, that they're starting to come back a little bit. And then, of course, Donald Trump said that he's going he's going to sign an anticipated phase one trade deal on January 15th. So that's good. Mm-hmm. So an ally, we're trying to make these trade deals work and they're lowering the interest rates in their uh, country to to get people to spark some interest. In, so and, all
2: boats should rise with the tide. Then
1: I think so. So this will be something that we'll have to be following over the first quarter of 2020, and just to see. I think we all need to keep an eye on China and the trade deals, and and really see what's going to go on because it is a leading indicator of manufacturing and what our economy is going to do based on how we get along with them, and how their their manufacturing economy is building.
2: So let's get into this. Let's, let's do let's it. Talk let's talk about let's, our goals for the year. Let's
1: bare our souls to the metalworking nation.
2: And I think age before beauty, so let's start with Jim. All right. I can do this. So you would
1: like me to share three professional goals and one personal goal?
2: Yeah. Okay. We want to see I a can little do that. bit of that human yeah, side, I can do too. that.
1: So I did write these down, and Jason, I was... A little conflicted about my personal, and I do have that one, and I've got it's really relevant to what I need to work on for this year. But anyway, let's get into the professional goals. So, I think that my team and I, my leadership team, well, and my my entire team for that matter, we want to buy new capital equipment. And we, we've set a rock for the first quarter of 2020 to buy new capital equipment.
2: Where are you going to put it? We're going we're to sell. <laughs> I know. I know. We're maxed out. I know. There's nowhere to put it. We're maxed any of that.
1: out. There's two older machines, there's two older CNC machines out there that we're going to sell, and we're going to replace with A, a five-axis, and B, a turning center. Cool. So what we're going to do is we're going to start doing turning to do as an additional service that we're going to help our clients with. So do you have
0: jobs for those now, or are you just- We can
1: easily get
0: them. Okay. So You probably we-
2: turn down jobs because you would have to outsource the turning. Was that pun intended, turn down jobs? Oh, that is good. <laughs> No,
0: what
1: we
2: do is... I wish I could say yes, but... We
1: work with a partner company that does turning, and not necessarily that we're going to ixnay them and not use them anymore, but we need to start doing a little bit of turning... To just to add on to the, the stuff that we offer, which is a three and four and now five axis CNC machining. So, But five axis is going to be big too. So we've already identified some machines, so we just need to flip the switch.
2: So you know the, the type of machine? Do you know the brand that you're looking at? We've narrowed them down to two in cool. each of
1: those categories, yes. And the next one is we have to decide if we should move have we outgrown this facility and where are we going to move to? How big are we going to do? Do we want to buy? Do we want to lease? These are all major. You're going to go to
2: Rockford. Probably (laughs) not,
1: (laughs) but I don't know. I don't know where it's going to be, but I have a rock for quarter one that I have to make that decision on what we got to do. And then lastly is making chips. It's, It's a professional goal for making chips. And I really feel like when we had our holiday party this year, that I really felt that I need to engage more with our team at making chips, because you know that to me, it's all about culture and mm-hmm. core values. Mm-hmm. And I've got to paste it all over my my business here at Car Machine because I really I believe in it. I think it's empowering and it it's powerful. And I really want to I really want to emphasize my relationship with the Making Chips team more and help them and collaborate with them more in 2020 to build a better marketing agency.
2: I think that new headquarters is going to help that. Oh, it's going
1: to be sweet and it's going to be sexy and it's going to be all those things. And it's going to really help the team build the company, build an yeah. agency. Transition
2: from that. We're, we used to be a marketing department and, and now we're a full-blown agency. Yeah, with, and, and we can do new it, employees and everything else. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Jason, you've got some professional goals, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, so my first professional goal and this is something we we changed our entire vision for the company at, at this last annual. You know, you always have like your target that you put far out there whether it's 5 years, 7 years, 10 years. It's one, tipi- 1
1: 3 10 as well. Yeah, what it, and, and it, typically And do.
0: typically like the way that people do it is usually a revenue target, right? Mm-hmm. So people say I want to do X million in sales by this time. And one of the things that we thought about was that revenue target doesn't necessarily resonate with everybody and the reason that it resonates doesn't resonate with everybody is that the the natural reaction to that is well that's great for the owner and i don't Disagree with that, 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 I, that, that would I, I be the natural. What part do you it's disagree with? What part do you disagree with? It's just
1: good for the owner.
0: No, no, I'm not saying it that could, it is, Jim. I'm, I'm saying that that is a lot of people's natural reactions it to it. Is everybody has that mindset of, like, well, what about me? And, like, how do I partake in that? So, I started I would challenge that you completely on well, that, I think though. that I think that the statistics would probably disagree with you, but that's not the point. So what I started thinking to myself well, it's not for me, it's not necessarily about the revenue. like the revenue is going to follow, and what I thought about was, what do I really want to accomplish as a business outside of revenue? and it just during the annual meeting it just popped into my head, and once I got it, I got it so right now at Zenger's and Black, we have I would say. About sixteen hundred customers in a given year. We we deal with about sixteen hundred people, and it could be anywhere from a couple hundred bucks to our biggest customer spending three or four million dollars a year. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah. we have that broad range from a customer spending a couple hundred dollars a year to three to four million dollars a year. I mean, we could probably grow beyond. Have three you to done four a, million, a but, pretty
2: good job like Paretoing that and seeing you know, where you're making? Well, that's where
0: yeah yeah. So I've I've analyzed the data, and and the one thing that came to me was. We don't need more customers. We need more ideal customers. Yeah. So the vi- bingo. So the vision that I set up, and and once we get those ideal customers, which in my mind would be by taking a what I guess if you were just to take the other side of it, a non ideal customer and transitioning them to an ideal customer. Once we do that, the revenue is going to follow. Sure. So my big vision and my big goal is how do I move just a few of those. So I did the analysis and I figured out that I have just under 200 ideal customers. And if I can take in this next year, 10 other customers and move them to ideal, an ideal customer, I will have moved the needle in a very significant way. But what I will also have done is I, I'm going to create a better environment for my team. Because they're going to really understand who they want to be partnering with and helping and really providing that high level of service to. It. And my team is going to be much much more happy for it. And I can rally my entire team behind that as well.
2: And that'll do more for your overall profit and your EBITDA than... Exactly. Like just You can increase your revenue for days and actually hurt your company. Uh, exactly. And, 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 and sure many, can. many
0: companies do that. And I'm sure your company has done that. Mine has mm-hmm. done it. Jim's yep. has done it. And it's our natural reaction to say, I want to get every order that I can. But not getting no. every order is not always the best. I was just listening thing. to
2: a, a podcast on the way here, and they were talking about like 2020 being the year of saying no. And you may have to say no to certain opportunities because they're just not the ones that. Are going to create that ideal customer,
0: right? So my big goal is serving 200 ideal customers, and my definition of I, an ideal customer—that's—I've got the data behind that, and that's something that I'm going to share with my team, and and it really has to do with that partnership that we're going to be doing, and that's one of the reasons I was in Oklahoma is because you know even though Mike is not in the Chicagoland area, the way we set up this partnership is that he really is going to be an ideal customer. So. Yeah, and I,
2: you you shared that testimonial that he sent about working with you, and that was just like awesome. Yep,
0: exactly, and those are the kind of customers we want. The ones that love to work with us and the ones that appreciate our value.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, what are your three uniques?
0: I'm working on that. Okay. So, okay. I, I'm, so I, I have three uniques. I'd rather not talk about it now. Maybe in a future episode we could talk yeah. about it. But we, that was one of the other things that we blew up was, was my three uniques. And I really said, these are not good. I want to redo these, and so we're figuring that out. And that's actually, thank you, Jim. But I didn't even tee you up for that. But that's actually one of my other goals: is to really put some meat behind those. Those. It's three very powerful. It's
1: very. Empowering. It is. It's very yeah. powerful. I Once agree with we you. started putting the prospects. And customers through the filter of our three uniques, it completely, it's just like filtering coffee. I'm trying yeah, to I mean, remember.
2: I, yeah. Only I, the good you, stuff You talked about up. it a lot, but I'm trying to remember yours. There was something like technology, communication, and I can't remember the other one. So, one, so
1: people, our people, people first, communication, and our technology so first. So
0: one of the things that, I'll tell you a little bit about some of the ideas that's floating through my head as far as the three uniques. So one of the things that's going to differentiate an ideal customer is going to be that we really partner up with them to drive results. Okay. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that we know you, so we really understand and we know, and we have that very close relationship with those people. But I haven't, I haven't nuanced so all the three So less of that, uniques. just
2: transactional. Like you don't know anyone at yeah, Amazon. and they and
0: they recognize the value. Like you're you talking about that testimonial that we got about how we really impacted Mike's business and helped him to make that job profitable. I mean, those are the kind of things that we're going to be doing with our ideal customer. So yeah, Jim. We didn't even talk about that, and you
2: you you hit the nail on the head as far well, as well. I goes.
1: could I could see that's where it was going. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. So get more ideal customers. Sharpen up your your three uniques, yep. and uh, the their... other one
0: would be to get our operational website up and going. Yeah, um, because that's the, a making you know, chips goal too. Yeah. So <laughs> the the one thing that we want to be able to do is even though. We love all of our customers. So all 1,600 of our customers, well, there's probably a few that maybe we don't love, but we love the majority of our customers, even though they might not be ideal customers. So the operational website is going to be a way for us to serve some of those maybe non-ideal customers and maybe make them ideal on a smaller scale. So they'll be able to go to the website, they'll be able to see their pricing, they'll be able to check our inventory, they'll be able to place orders, and they'll be able to do those things all while not having to call into my customer service so that my customer service can primarily serve our ideal customers. Yeah, so I, that's the direction I'm going to. I'm not quite there yet. Getting that at e-commerce site up is definitely one of my goals. Yeah, and and also not only just the e-commerce site, but just a, a general, I've been very lapsed as far as getting a marketing website up too that really explains who I are as a company. Because if you go to like Zengers or Black site, it's it, it needs to be better.
2: Yeah, but you and I know some things that are in the works here. Yeah, exactly. We'll release them soon. But yeah, I think along those lines, like sometimes technology gets this idea of like being less personal, less human. Human. and when you really use technology right, they know your company better. Yes, good and they point, know Nick. what's like. They can check your inventory, so they have that level of confidence and stuff. When, when you get technology working for you, right. so.
0: Jim, I know we've talked about it on Making Chips before. You've got a bunch of accreditations behind your company, but what about Zometree's accreditations?
1: Yeah, as a matter of fact, you know I've, I've been using them to manufacture some parts of mine. But man, they they are. ISO 9001-2015, they're also AS9100 certified. They are ITAR registered. They have 2,500-plus U.S. manufacturing partners across this whole country. It's fantastic. Upload your CAD file to their online portal. spits out a quote in a matter of seconds. And the ease of doing business with them is just profound. I I can't get over it enough. And the fact that they are registered, I can submit my jobs that are ITAR registered to them and have the same compliance. So go to zometry.com, X-O-M-E-T-R-Y.com.
2: So what about you, Nick? All right. Well, we have always made our own work holding stuff. It's the AMROC brand under Advanced Machine Engineering. And we've always had a lot of partners who make other component trees, vice systems, clamps, different components like that. But we haven't really done a lot to promote those partnerships. So one of my goals is to develop partnerships that build on the rock. And so this build on the rock campaign is, is like the marching orders for that particular business unit at AME. So customers can come to us. We're most known for the tombstones that we make. And they buy tombstones, and then they may buy vices from one of the people that we partner with separately and assemble them themselves and figure out how to tool up for their application. Sure,
1: sure. I, I get it.
2: And the so direction going, that we're headed. you're
1: going to promote
2: your business allies? Yeah, exactly. So we're going to position ourselves more as the, the integrator, the work-holding integrator. So instead of having to go it's call be more three, holistic, four, five then. different people, you can come see our stuff in combination with some of the popular brands out there, Shunk, Fifth Axis, Triax, a partner we've had for a long time, Martin Trunnions. I just saw a bunch of those Trunnions in your shop. Yep. And we have great relationships with them. So you can call us and our engineers can work out the whole application and just deliver something that you can just pop into your machine and get going cool. right away. And it's like stuff we've really been doing, but we haven't really led with that. Right. That whole build on the rock, don't just buy a tombstone, what do you want on? The tombstone, what do you want? You know, beyond that, so, so that's one of my goals. The second goal is a making chips goal. We're trying to create a more agile culture at making chips. And what does that
1: mean to you? It Nick? means
2: adapting to change more than trying to follow a rigid plan. If one thing changes all the time, well, it's marketing. That's
1: life and business change <laughs> on a dime, especially so,
2: marketing. Marketing, especially puts that on marketing. Steroids.
1: Obviously, I've never been an owner in a marketing agency before, but what I've seen in the last 12 months is been a lot different to what I know from working in a manufacturing environment for multiple decades. And I,
2: I've been in marketing my whole career, but it's been for one brand and one business. And now, right. now we've become an agency and Jason's talking about his website. Well, that's another client that we have to learn how to serve. So one thing that becoming more agile will help us do is is really balance all the different brands that we're serving and making sure that we're making progress in line with their investment with us and that everyone's delivering on time and, and there's testing built into our process and it's really iterative and incremental. Instead of trying to launch like long, big bang campaigns, we're doing a lot more incremental steps that build.
1: We intimately know the manufacturing environment better than a lot of people, right? And we know yeah. the
0: mind of a manufacturing leader. Right.
1: We, we know...
2: We speak their language. And that's what's kind of cool about this whole agile methodology is it all comes from like lean principles, from, you know, like the Toyota production system. Mm -hmm. A lot of the things that people are using in the shop, we're manufacturing pieces of content, we're manufacturing marketing materials and websites and things like that. And we're using a lot of those same best practices in our in our new workflow. So so a goal of mine is to really kinda nail that down. And improve the operations with having a more agile culture at I like chips. it. I love yeah. it. And what's the third one?
0: And then I have some questions for you. So the third you.
2: one's a, like half advanced machine and half making chips. And, and it has to do with another thing that we do. We put, we put trade shows together. The IMTS is coming up this year. We're going to be talking a lot about that. We have three booths because we have a lot of different brands at the company. So we have three large booths, and we're doing some really new things this year. And I want our our trade shows to be remarkable beyond just the event. And so what we're going to do is we're going to incorporate an app that we're building for augmented reality. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so my you God! Can essentially, like look through. You're gonna
1: have that done by IMTS 2020. Yeah, well, that's the
2: goal. These are goals, okay? Oh, wow! Don't <laughs> so disappoint us. Nick. I, I won't. Wow, that but, would be awesome. But you'll man. be able to like look through the camera on your iPad and see a six thousand pound custom fixture on our floor that could be you know 10 feet tall and and you we would never be able to like just build something like that and ship it to the show it just wouldn't be cost effective right so with this app you'll be able to kind of like put a 3d model in a real environment and look at it and point out different hot spots and talking about that's the freaking awesome yeah that's cool it's yeah. cool, cool. Because that's it's, exciting it makes the show more attractive but then it's an app that anyone can download yeah and use you know i could put a tombstone on this coffee table right now. Mm-hmm. So Very cool.
0: So I actually thought, I didn't know that's what you were going to say, although you've talked to me about the augmented reality for a while. I thought you were going to say that like us as making chips, we're going to offer trade show services as oh, a God. service that the, the agency well, we was do. offering. Yeah, I mean, we, we do, do it now, so that's when we do well, it well. That's, that's I part mean, of marketing, right? But right. I mean, how
2: many emails do you guys get a week? Like, hey, do you need help with your booth? Oh my you God. Know? Is, we that get, a, is that a popular service? Oh yeah. Yes. It's, it's like these guys okay. saying, oh, we'll get you to number one on Google. Yeah. Well, okay. we do that too. You know, We offer SEO, but we want to do but in a way that's tailor-made for the manufacturing leader and cutting edge. Right. Yeah. Same thing with the trade shows. Yeah. So like, we've got a great partner who does this augmented reality stuff in, yeah. in a company called CDS and that's something that making chips can help anybody with. It doesn't okay. have to be one of our companies. right?
0: So. so question about your build on the rock thing. Was that purely your own or did you, did you get that from Matthew 16?
2: I got it from the Bible. <laughs> you know, because it's like the, the wise man builds his house on the rock and it's like, okay, you got to start your work holding situation with a solid, precise, rigid foundation, but a tombstone doesn't clamp apart. You know, you need to add stuff to it, and so build on the rock.
0: Okay, so now what about personal goals, Nick?
2: All right, we're, start, we're, go in reverse, we're starting. to go right? Yeah, personal goals. We'll start with me. So, as far as my personal goals, I've got a four-year-old daughter. I've got a year and a half-year-old son. You do? You do
1: have a son? Yes,
2: I do. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's great. Oh, I didn't realize that.
2: One of my goals w- with having this young family is trying to build deeper relationships with each of them, where. It's kind of hard to relate to your kids when they're really tiny. It's like you don't really have activities that you share that you're both super engaged with. So
0: I got news for you. It's harder to relate to them when they start to become an adult and go through the teenage
1: years. I don't think so. I think it's easier now.
0: No, no, no. But your kids aren't teenagers,
2: Jim. No. Oh, no, when they're teenagers?
1: Oh, my God, No. That's well, where all my gray hair came from.
2: She's four, you know, and so she's yeah, starting to get time. to the point where we, she can talk, and she's moving around really well, and she can, you know, play. We went ice skating yesterday, and so one thing I want to do is get, like, a Nintendo Switch, I don't know what to We that just
0: is. we got that for yeah, the like, family for Christmas. And,
2: and find some games where like she's having fun and I'm having fun. I've got and, it for you. I've got it
0: for you. We play just dance yeah. every <laughs> <That's> single day. <laughs> it's and so it's so much fun. And if you go to like my personal Instagram, you'll see like during the, the stories, you'll see a little thing of my kids dancing. And my youngest goes. Oh, wait, crazy. you sent that to me. You sent that yeah, to me. My youngest text, goes yeah. crazy during Just Dance. We got we got the Nintendo
2: Switch. Pretty much just for that game. So yeah, her birthday is in January, and she won't be. I won't be ruining this because I promise she does not listen to this podcast. Yeah. But late January, gonna get her a Nintendo Switch and try to find some things we can do. As far as my wife. I just need some more date nights. We have so much fun when when we get a. You sit can play Just Dance with your wife too. My wife and I compete in Just Dance. <laughs> I would maybe want to like dance in real life at like a you know a nice. Well, that's well, you dance together like just side yeah. by side. <laughs> maybe in front that's of the TV, would be a little weird, but no, it's fun. Um, yeah, and then just with my son, he's he's been learning how to kick the soccer ball a little bit, and that's a big priority for me. So just trying to develop fun activities that'll bring my family and I closer together. Nice. What about you, Jason? What are your personal goals? So.
0: As a family, we've been doing this for a couple of years now. I read this book. Somebody recommended it to me. It's called One Word That Will Change Your Life. And you should read the book yourself if, if you're interested in it. I'll put, I'll put that on my list it's right a away. Super, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right, Jim. It's a super, super short read, but it's, it's, it's interesting. It just talks about going through this process of creating this one word to really focus on every year. And for example, like Everybody in my family, I went through them creating their their one word. In 2018, my wife's one word was to be calm because with the kids and having a baby and all that kind of stuff. And then my daughter was about patience and my son, who was like three or four at the time, his... His one word was commander, so he really wanted <laughs> he really fine. wanted to solidify the fact that he was the boss and he was in charge. And my son Brady is is a commander, so that's definitely him. And then last year, 2019, my it doesn't have to be exactly one word, but my my one word was to love my neighbors. And then this year, do you love me, Jason? I do love you. Thank Jim. you, and you too. I love you too, Nick. And this year, my my one word and my wife suggested it. And I haven't figured out exactly the one word, but it's essentially the theme is to be just like a little bit less intense. And that's what I'm going to be focusing on. And I need to maybe just to calm like my wife had in 2018, but like, I need to figure out what my one one word is to focus on. Just swap um,
2: words with her. Be like, okay, this year I'll take <laughs> calm and you take whatever I have.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's my goal for the year personally.
2: Cool. Jim, yeah. last but not so, least.
1: Yeah. So as you two know, and Jessica knows, and all the metalworking nation knows that I got a little sick this year. And it was due to a lot of stress in my life. I was
0: there, buddy. He was scary. I know. Oof.
1: So we need to I thought I was gonna lose my co host. Yes. So I've made a personal commitment and a personal goal to not take things so personally this year. So yours is kinda of mm. similar to mine. It, yeah. Yes. It's in a simplified I can't solve the world problems. It's not going to happen, so I need to mitigate the ones that I can, put out the fires or minimize the fires as much as possible, and just not take things so personally and not internalize them Mm -hmm. like I have been. So that's going to take a lot of work because there's a lot of years that have been building for that, but that's what I'm going to work on. Yeah. That's what I'm going to work on. I think I have to. I don't think there's any way I can continue moving on if I want my health to stay in check.
0: Well, so your but, personal goal is very much related to work.
1: Um, uh, well, I, I, you, you know, it's, it, my parents are aging and I've got that whole part of my personal side that you know okay, I'm trying okay. to. And
0: your kids, and, you know. And my
1: kids. My kids are doing fine. They're They're doing great. But um, maybe if one but of your
2: still there, yeah, they're, they're, if they, they have a problem, have maybe you, need, you
0: know, be like, still hey, have challenges. Sorry, I can't help you now. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I can't make a big deal. Hey, out of you're kind of
2: getting away <laughs> of my personal goal here, so, right? Yes,
0: yeah, <laughs> you're, yeah. you're, you're me taking care of your problem <laughs> is not part of my personal goals. Exactly.
1: So anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna really work on de-stressing myself and i um, not taking things so seriously. Well, I bet sure.
0: you, I bet your son Ryan is well equipped to step up and take care yeah, of. I, uh, I'm sure um, can do it. Some of those issues for you,
1: yeah. But that's about it. You want to say or make a commitment to the metalworking nation and how we're going to actually achieve these goals, or what our success rate is of of those four? I'm going to be
0: tracking it because it's part of at least my work goals. I'm going to be tracking them because they're they're part of my EOL's you know, uh, plan for this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So
2: yeah, we should try collectively to remember to come back to these and uh, at the end of the year and talk about if we achieved them and yeah, good extent. idea. Yeah, sounds great.
1: Because at the end of the day. If you're not setting goals... You're not making money.
2: Bam. Bam. Metalworking Nation, listen up. Manufacturing is challenging. You need to think differently. The day-to-day whirlwind of urgencies, the pressure to grow, customer demands, workforce development, new machine tools and robots, the list goes on and on. It is
1: possible to stay ahead of the game of manufacturing, but you can't do it alone. We're here to give you
2: access to exclusive content from other leaders, as well as videos, blogs, show notes, and more resources designed to equip and inspire you on making chips.